Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization. Welcome, Googleization Nation, to a very special end of the year show. I've got my co host, Joyce Joya from the Herman Group. Uh, with me. And we're, we've all, first of all, we all wish you a very happy holiday, happy new year. Hope everyone is safe. You, your families, uh, your businesses are safe and staying strong. Looks like we got some good news coming in and hopefully that continues and we can roll into 2021. Uh, There's a lot of positive things, just like we just had uh, Alan Ballou from ITR Economics talking about uh, growth in 2021. Uh, into 2022 and maybe even into 2023. Yes. Lots of opportunities out there and thinking, uh, just doing some updates, Joyce, uh, you don't even know this uh, unless you, unless you read between the lines, but really talking about the, the focus of what we do here is certainly helping people understand the convergence of people, technology uh, and business. But beyond that it is helping people embrace opportunity in the right way. And, and I think that's our kind of our purpose. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to do that. And Ira, when you say in the right way, you mean in a way that supports people and supports bottom line growth. Yes. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, supports people, which is a broad topic, but their well-being, uh, we, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit, but we've heard, we've heard from numerous people. We heard from Torn Ellis. Uh, we've heard from... Uh, the authors of the submarine way um uh, J- uh john and john. deborah yeah, yeah john and right. yeah we heard from them um on diversity dei diversity equity and inclusion we heard from some other people on diversity equity and inclusion so yes. again is when we talk people is a broad subject but it's from their well-being to treating people more fairly and equitably but also helping people be more prosperous and whether that's individually or as a business, hopefully we'll or do as that. a business. Sure. 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 So yeah, no, great point. Let's, let's do our intro and talk about what we see as some of the trends that are going to be happening in 2021. Uh, as in, as a futurist, I particularly value what you have to say. This is what you, what you do. This is uh, what I do. Yes. <laughs> this is what you do. Uh, and then I'll share mine. And then we've also invited some guests that were, well, actually invited all our guests that made uh, 2020 Geek Skeezers and Googleization. A uh, top 50 podcast. Top 50 by. Congratulations. Yeah, 50. I, can't, I can't take any credit. I just joined. <laughs> thank you uh, for what you've contributed. And thank you everyone else out there for being, you know, helping us be a, a top 50. Actually, it was the top 50 to listen to in 2021. So we're- Wow. We're so there. moving yeah. forward into the future. Yeah, and so and Ira, I just have to say something too, because this is a time for being grateful at this time of year. And I really appreciate the fact that you've embraced me as a, a partner and co-host and that you've been willing to play with me and and allow me to engage with you in this way because I, I'm having a blast. Our audience is learning 
things and information and insights that will help them as they move into the future. And, and all of, I, I think it's all working together. And I'm so happy to be here and to be part of your show. And I, I just, I look forward to this partnership enduring for many months and years to come. Well, our work is cut out for us. Indeed it is. <laughs> no matter what we feel, there is going to be a need for leadership and guidance and help. And we're all learning along the way. So I know people look to us for advice and, you know, some that's humbling, but it's frightening. As I, as I say on my, on the top of my LinkedIn profile, I'm fascinated and terrified by VUCA, by volatile, uncertainly complex and ambiguity um, by exponential change. So um, we're, we're all in this together, but we're, as you know, as they talk about that bear story, we're just one step ahead of, of everybody else. You know, yeah, right. So. And for those of you who don't know it, it it's a joke about uh, a bear and, and a couple of people who are walking barefoot in the forest. And one of them takes the time to put on his shoes so that he can outrun the other one. <laughs> so that he doesn't get eaten by the bear. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for putting that perspective. Again, <laughs> I think everybody knows that. Anyway, uh, what we did was we put this together uh, and we'll, we're going to get to those right now. Uh, but I also reached out to all our guests who, who made the show what it is. Um, normally, I did 50, 48 shows a year. Uh, this year, because of the pandemic and the way the holidays fell, uh, actually, we're going to probably have at least 51 this is fifth. This, not at least. This is, this is, this is number one fifty. We had no holiday right. skipped, uh, just on the way the calendar fell throughout the year. So we've had fifty-one shows, uh, and we may or may not have a fifty-second. So again, appreciate everybody being here. We had phenomenal guests, great conversations. We have a long waiting list to get on uh, for next year, so it's going to be you know quite exciting. Um, but I reached out to everybody who who helped make us successful this year who offered some great advice and went back to them and asked them to record a small, a short segment of what they feel would be the top trend or two uh, for 2021. So hopefully you're gonna be listening to those as well. And for any that don't, I won't say make the cut, but uh, we'll figure out a way to get all those on the air that will definitely be posted on the YouTube channel and the website, and we'll be writing articles about them. But uh, I sent you three questions, uh, you know, first- Yes, you did surprised you, uh, what you see as some of the trends, and what's something that you hope we don't go back to normal? What, what are the most significant trends that you see uh, for 2021? Well, the first trend that I would talk about is labor shortages. And uh, your friend and mine, Ed Gordon, talks about the fact that by, I believe it was the beginning or March of 2021, he expects that we will have 10 million job openings in the U.S. alone. And that is huge. Mm -hmm. The challenge is we have what my dear departed partner, Roger Herman, used to call miss or disemployment because we have millions of people who are perfectly trained and very capable of handling jobs that no longer exist. And at the same time, we have 10 million job openings for, that are crying for people with particular skill sets. 
and it's it's just they're they're not in the right places or they're not willing to work for what the the employers want to offer but there's just it's a huge disconnect between employers and and candidates or applicants and it's not going to get better for a little while right. uh, we we need to upskill our uh, many of these people who are looking for jobs. Upskill, reskill, unlearn. And as Ed talks about, uh, you know, again, there's the, the number that we see of people who are out of work. And then there are people who are in work who actually have jobs, not the jobs that they want, not the jobs that they're educated for, not long-term jobs. So it is the, the number on many people that talks about 25 million or 30 million. So it's going to be a challenging year. What, what's your second? You want to keep moving here? Sure. My second one is all about something that I call or that most people call home shoring. And the key to doing home shoring so that it's most economical for the company, because obviously the reason that they offshored in the first place was that they could get whatever it was produced at a lower cost level. Mm -hmm. Well, we have many places, many geograph geographical areas of the United States that have a lower uh, standard of living and therefore, I, I don't, I, maybe I don't mean standard of living. A lower cost of living, not a standard. That's what I was looking for, lower cost of living, exactly. So that those, that home shoring of the production of PPE, of the uh, pharma and vaccines, all of these things are, they're going to need people and they're going to need people desperately in order to ramp up that production. That's in part what's going to fuel those labor shortages that we're going to see throughout, throughout 2021. And then the third thing that I think will have the greatest effect on uh, on us as we move into 2021 is the devastating long-term effects of what has been happening to people who don't have money, people who can't work and don't will not have a roof over their heads because the COVID relief has not been forthcoming from our federal government. Unlike, by the way, most of the other countries of the world we have not taken care of our citizens. And we need to do that. We need to do that in a very big way. And if we don't take care of the cities and states, woe be to us because we won't have the policemen, we won't have the teachers, we won't have the emergency response people that we need. So we, we have to look at how we can help mitigate that effect, because if we don't, it's going to be even worse for all of us. Absolutely. So the three response, the, real quickly, the three trends that you saw. Were... Labor shortages of qualified employees, home shoring of multiple businesses, and the devastating long-term effects uh, to the economy of many are citizens not having enough to eat and a roof over their heads. And for the third question was, what's something that happened because of the pandemic that you hope will not go away? 
And, and the answer to that is, I believe very strongly that democracy is not a spectator sport. And the political activism, the fact that so many people voted, I don't care whether they were Democrats or Republicans, but people, people got active. People realized that if, if they want the democracy that they deserve, they need to go out and vote. Right. And we were really active in helping to determine the political fate of our country. And I, I strongly hope that that does not go away. Joyce and I are going to take a little bit of a break here. And we're going to let you listen to some of the awesome guests that we had on Geek Skeezers and Googleization throughout the year 2020. Uh, many of these people are thought leaders in their area from economics to business to leadership to uh, employee engagement. Uh, so, so many were grateful on sharing that. So I reached out to them. Uh, we got a fabulous response. And I'm going to let, we're, we're going to now play those. I'm going to let you listen to uh, what some of those responses were. And then we'll come back. Joyce and I will come back at the end of the show and uh, close out our last show of the uh, of the 2020 year so here we go our first forecast for 2021 comes from our guest dennis hill dennis is the president of exacta corporation and the founder of sagacity llc well happy holidays ira joyce and all the subscribers at geeks geezers and googleization I don't know if I'm a geek, a geezer, a Googleizer, or all three, but it's been a pleasure to be interviewed on your podcast, and congratulations on being among the top-rated 50 podcasts in the nation. Uh, as far as my crystal ball goes, I, I was lucky in the early 80s to predict exactly what the societal and commercial and governmental attitude towards computer security would be, and that's simply knee-jerk reactions to catastrophes. Uh, that was in 1987 and it certainly continued uh, to be fulfilled as a prophetic statement. So let me look at next year. We'll continue to see an aggressive rollout of 5G backbone technology, as well as the appliances such as tablets, iPads, and uh, telephones that are capable of transmitting and receiving 5G signals. I think we'll see the introduction of 5G uh, modems for homes, which will ultimately result in uh, cutting the cable, uh, especially since the speeds are so much greater, uh, 100 to 1,000 times faster than what you get out of cables uh, connections today. And uh, we'll see more of a rollout uh, of, of wireless solutions and uh, less dependency on cable, greater dependency on wireless. Now that said, we're going to see greater adoption as well of blockchain technologies, which is the movement away from centralized databases uh, that uh, store uh, personal information, health records, and financial records to decentralized. And uh, that, uh, that technology uh, being uh, what it is uh, will manifest itself in, in new software and new applications for individual users who are now, as a result of changes in 2020, and over the last couple of years from uh, GDPR and, and the US uh, CCP and California Consumer Privacy Act, uh, will now realize the benefit of having their own data warehouse to store their own personal data 
which the laws have now said are yours. It's your data. Uh, and so on. And I think we're going to see that really take off, especially in light of the fact that um, the supply chain um, methods are going to require some accounting of a vaccine distribution and vaccinations of individuals, especially those who might travel between countries, either for work or leisure. Uh, and then uh, finally, we'll see a growth in autonomous applications. Now we're seeing a, a drone delivery of UPS packages in certain areas of the country. Um, I think it's very likely we'll see more than just prototypical flying cars in the next year, but actual practical uh, marketable, manufacturable uh, cars that would levitate and be controlled by um, uh, smart hubs in cities and FAA, uh, virtually pushing us towards this idea of, uh, of utilizing autonomous technology to protect the health and safety of human beings. Um, and, and with cars uh, being what they are under human control, autonomous vehicles are autonomous and smart cities, smart hubs, and smart projects, so to speak, uh, will take on a greater significance in 2021. So there it is. Autonomous vehicles, autonomous uh, products, 5G rollout, uh, blockchain applications to uh, manage at least the short-term uh, pandemic distribution of vaccines and then to verify vaccinations of individuals. And uh, finally, a greater awareness of personal data ownership because frankly, uh, the genie of, of everybody's data scattered out on the internet has to be put back in the bottle. And um, we're hoping that there'll be great acceptance of, of software and technologies, such as uh, what we are offering at Exact Corporation uh, in the coming year. So with those forecasts said, um, I wish everybody a very, very uh, safe holiday season and a happy new year. Thank Ira Wolf for asking for my 2021 outlook. And when I think about that, I look back on this year, which has been a year like no other for so many people around the world, the impact of COVID-19, the social and racial inequity and injustice, just general upheaval across the board in 2020. What we saw was a level of empathetic communication like we've never seen before between employers and not only the candidates, but also for, to their own employees, just trying to figure it all out. How do we keep the business moving forward? How do we keep and retain our employees? Unfortunately, we, we do know that lots of folks did get furloughed across industries and laid off, and there's still millions out of work today. So. When I reflect back on this year and I look to 2021, I hope that we'll see more of that transparency, more of that authenticity from employers and how they communicate with potential candidates and their own employees. And there's a lot of really amazing potential hires out there uh, today and as well as, as we get into next year. And, and so, my outlook, I'm, I'm hoping to be a little on the bullish side that as we get the masses vaccinated and we are protected from COVID-19, that we will see an increase in hiring. We will see industries that unfortunately were really decimated, uh, hopefully come back more travel and leisure, airlines, retail, the list goes on. And those industries that fared 
okay this year continue to then also increase hiring to get these potentially amazing hires back to work that are out there. So regardless of their gender and or generation or their ethnicity or race or sexual preference and orientation to get these amazing potential people back to work in 2021. That's more of my bullish outlook at the end of the day. And the last thing I'll mention about that is that recruiting technology is not new to recruiting and hiring. Uh, we've had ATSs for over two decades and lots of technology in between, but, but we do know with a lot of recruiting teams being leaner than they've been, uh, again, due to the 2020 effect, unfortunately, that they're going to be leaning on the recruiting technologies even more so to help them make better decisions, cleaner hiring decisions, more accurate hiring decisions going forward with just the sheer volume of people that are looking for work and applying. But it can be definitely be a, a boon and a, and a benefit to talent acquisition leaders and their teams everywhere to leverage recruiting technologies, especially AI-related smart technologies, machine learning, to help them better attract and source uh, more accurately, as well as screen and assess. And then, of course, of hire and onboard all those millions of people that, that need to get back to work in 2021. I think all those things can come together. That's my outlook. I'm always a very hopeful person, and so I wish you all the happiest of holidays and be safe and well. Thank you. Hey, Ira, it's George Randall. Uh, I'm going to be representing myself and Mike Sorelli, co-authors of the book that I just flashed up, The Talent War, How Special Operations Great Organizations Win on Talent. Michael is off on vacation, and for those of you seeing the video, my name is George Randall. I am managing partner at EF Overwatch, a highly specialized veteran executive search firm, and uh, my co-author is the CEO, Mike Sorelli. So we wanted to wish everybody a very, very happy and healthy holiday and, and the best year ever in 2021 and, and hope it's a damn sight better than the last, as they say. So as far as picking our trends is what we think is going to happen in 21, uh, I'm rather optimistic on the three vaccines coming to market and Operation Warp Speed. I really do think we're going to see that V-shaped recovery accelerate, and I'm very hopeful that a lot of people who've been affected by this pandemic and have been out of work will, will now see the job opportunities increase, and I think the best companies are going to do their best to get ahead of talent. Um, there's a wealth of talent out there right now, and the smart companies are going to be opportunistically hiring. And so I, I really hope that they get after it and, and take advantage of some just amazing people that are out there. One thing that I hope that uh, doesn't go back to normal, I hope we don't lose our sense of gratitude for all the simple things is we've been locked down and we've been making more food or breaking bread at home and uh, connecting through zoom and learning how to stay connected uh, in the remote age you know I, I i hope that that doesn't go back to normal our sense of making sure that we keep that those connections and that time with family that that remains special and protected I know we're all anxious to get out there, but uh, never forget family, friends, and those closest to you. Those really are the most important things in this world. So 
Iron team, thank you very much for allowing us to be on your podcast this year. Truly one of the highlights of the year uh, to help us promote our new book, The Talent War, on Amazon.com and wherever they sell books. And our very, very best to you from the entire Echelon Front Overwatch team. Best. Elizabeth Letardo here, co-author of Selling with Noble Purpose. My biggest prediction for 2021 is going to be an incredible emphasis on employee engagement. We have long known that we can't spreadsheet our way to passion. And when everyone went to work virtually, that became evidently even more clear. Leaders who can win the hearts and minds of their team, who can inspire them on a daily basis, even over Zoom, are going to be the leaders who create unstoppable teams. And those unstoppable teams will be the ones who win the market. Hi, it's Bill Coletti. As we look ahead to 2021, we need to really think long and hard about what are going to be the operational issues that are going to impact your organization and what can you be doing about it now? What planning can you be doing now to try to organize you and your team around that? Clearly, COVID-19 and the vac vaccines that are newly online at the end of 2020, how your organization is going to respond to that. Are you going to require uh, members of your team to get that? Are you going to require your customers to take the vaccine? What are your, what's your position and policy going to be on vaccines? It's critically important because it directly relates to your mission and values as an organization. It also directly relates to your chain of command. Who needs to be in that decision for your organization? So thinking about vaccines are really going to be critically important. Other issues that are going to be critically important for organizations to think about because they're going to come back up, I believe, in the summer of this year, is issues around racial justice. I don't think the incident of George Floyd, um, I think sadly we're going to see that happen again, and I think it's going to spark back up. We're going to have a different administrative response with the Biden administration, but thinking about that. And then there are just the basic tried and true issues that you need to deal with as an organization about how your operation intersects with the public, not just your customers, but the public, because we all know that a company owns its brand, but it's the public that owns its reputation. And so your ability to understand the risk, the operational things that you do on the different types of risks that you take and the public's perception to those risks are critically important to you, uh, you and your organizations, but also the organizations that you, that you serve. And so the simple key takeaway that I, that I often share that I think is really valuable as you go on this journey of understanding risk is just get your leadership team together and simply ask them the question. Rips, pull something out of the newspaper or a, a headline from a trade publication and said, if this were to happen to us, how would we respond? And I think what you're going to learn as an organization, or it could be just asking yourself if you're a small organization or just the smallest part of your team, how would we respond if this happened to us, if this error was made, if this transgression got under, better understood by the public, how would we respond? That's the single most important thing organizations can do in 2021 because it sets the course for things you want to do to try to mitigate those types of risks. And it also accelerates your understanding of how you would respond if a crisis like that were impact you. So 2021 is full of opportunity. Every December and January when we transition into the new year is full of opportunity. But do take a moment, opportunity to think about the various risks, the impacts on how they could affect you, but don't forget about the society at large and the issues that could impact all of us. Plan accordingly and get ready for a great 2021. Thanks. Our next forecast comes from Claudia Reuters, General Manager of Techstars. 
We learned a lot in 2020 about work-life balance, about the challenges many of our coworkers and friends face as they strive to balance careers with caring for young children or elders. We also learned who we consider essential workers to be and why. And we also learned that technology is what we make of it. It can be a tool to bring us together like so many of us learned with Zoom or Teams. And it can also be used divisively, which we saw this year too. As we head into 2021, I think we'll see new solutions emerge that will not only help us collaborate better online, they're going to help us be better online for ourselves, our coworkers, and our families. And we'll have more positive outcomes at work and at home as a result. I'm looking forward to a bright year ahead in 2021. So a pleasant good day. This is Jerry Crispin and Ira suggested we talk a little bit about what 2021 might bring. And I have to tell you, I have very little that I can offer relative to 2021, because the only thing that I would ever predict in terms of the future is the kind of world that I would like to be in. And we've got a lot of uncertainty in front of us yet. Uh, but there's a lot of hope at the end of that. Uh, there's a lot of light at the end of that tunnel. And I think it's going to uh, be an excellent year in 2021. I think the one issue that I would mention um, is the SEC announcement in August 26th that took effect November 9th, requiring all public firms in the United States to include in their financial filings and annual reports a similar measures and metrics on things that matter in human capital. Uh, this is a very long story. It's going to take two to three years, but I believe that it is a transformational event um, that in conversation over time uh, will allow human resources to pivot and become much more central in its alignment to the business. I think it's extraordinarily powerful. And on that note, I'll say happy holidays to all. Hi, everybody. My name is Declan Murphy. I'm the CEO of AllSorter.com. Delighted to be asked by Ira to give my reflections on 2020 and my prognosis for 2021. Um, we shared a podcast together about six, seven months ago. I really enjoyed it and I'm delighted to be back here today just to give you a little bit of um, something from Ireland uh, for Christmas. And I think that in 2020, over the last six to nine months, we've seen that people have got more resilient, wiser. I think the world has got a little bit smaller. My three key takeaways would be, one of the things I've heard, and it's very, very true for lots of things, is that in the global search for talent, geography is now history. Absolutely, completely agree with all of that. We've got people working remotely for us all over the world. Two, digitization is here to say. So basically, you know, our grandparents, our parents are now on Zoom, on WhatsApp, you know, being able to use all these things, you know, getting the groceries you know, delivered to their door, like it's fantastic. And three, I think, from a very human perspective, you know, we all have got better at being ourselves and being human to each other. So it's a, how are you today? How are you feeling? How's your state doing? How's your country doing? And, you know, in terms of all of that in the global sphere, I think it's great to see that community coming back. 
So in terms of 2021, I believe that there's going to be a velocity of new ideas. You know, the, the vaccine is coming, so it's going to bring an awful lot of change, good change, I believe. People are going to get back to work, and it's going to be all of this upswing, and I hope we can all be a part of it. So for me, I wish you all the best for 2020 and 2021. Wish your family happy holiday, and thanks for listening. Take care. Hello, Ira. Thanks for including me again on your show. Uh, for the trend that I think will most affect where we'll be at the end of 2021, I think it will be rethinking and reimagining the employee experience. The pandemic has caused huge changes within enterprises, driven by the acceleration of digitization and distributed workforces. Think about it, it's already caused huge changes in our everyday employee experience. I think about the number of video calls we're all on. But once we return to normal, what will normal be? There'll be many questions like what will the employee experience really be like at an office or even remote? Since GuideSpark is focused on communications, we're already seeing companies rethinking experiences. For one thing, this digital distributed world is causing employees to become even more overwhelmed with information. We've heard about Zoom fatigue, the increase in email, Slack, Microsoft Teams, and not to mention the increase in the number of personal messages we're getting. But since communication is critical to any HR program or strategy, we're seeing many companies starting to rethink the communication experience. And I think we're gonna see a lot more targeted, personalized experiences that will be designed to drive engagement. So I'm really looking forward to how the innovation will evolve around the employee experience. And regarding the one change that from the pandemic that I think uh, and I hope will not go back to normal is increased family time. While the pandemic you know, has caused a huge amount of work and stress, the reduction in commute, travel and activities has provided much more time for all of us to spend with our families. For me, it's dinner together every night. And I hope that remains as much as possible. Thanks and have a great holiday. Hi everyone, this is Nicole Barati, the Director of B2B Marketing at Fairy Godboss, and I'm really excited for the upcoming new year. One of the most exciting things that I think is here to stay, and I think we'll see more of, is companies offering remote and flexible work options beyond the pandemic. Study after study continues to show that remote work is the preferred work style of job seekers and employees around the world. And I think that this year showed us that it's totally possible and it has worked out for a lot of people. So moving forward, I would love to see this stay and become the norm. I also um, have loved seeing this year a switch away from employee engagement to a focus on employee support. I think in the past, a lot of HR and people leaders have really focused on employee engagement and what those numbers were and how to improve the numbers, but it was really disconnected from employee support. And I think that this year uh, with the um, crises after crises um, coming on to employees, I think that the fact that employers have started to focus more on employee support and put that first before engagement, it has been really critical. And I hope that it's here to stay. I wish everybody a happy, healthy, and safe new year and look forward to connecting with you on social media where you can find me at Social McColl. Have a great day, everyone.
everybody. It's Phil Strizel from Select Software Reviews. Um, I think the most interesting trend for 2021 is going to be the economic stability or instability that comes from vaccines, renewed stimulus packages, and a return to uh, life where we can predict with a little bit more accuracy what the future is going to hold. Even in December 2020, it's unclear exactly what the new normal is going to look like in Q1, Q2, Q3 next year, let alone even two or three years out. So I think that's like my biggest trend that's going to predict or that's going to impact the future. In terms of what I hope stays, I hope more people continue to work from home at least a couple of days a week. I love that there's no traffic even here in Boston, which typically has horrible traffic. And I personally love the flexibility to take time out in the middle of my day to work out or meditate or maybe do some yoga, go for a walk, just kind of recharge. There's definitely a problem in this where the working hours bleed into what are normally personally out or normally personal hours. But I think that that will get ironed out as we get better and better of working from home. Whatever may come, I hope that everybody out there has a successful 2021 and stay safe. I'm Rami Alijil, CEO of People Processes. 2020 has been a heck of a year. And for those of us in the HR space, like my company, we've learned a lot. In 2020, we managed or worked with the HR of over 100 companies, well over 10,000 employees across the United States. And here are some of the big trends in 2020 that are going to continue into 2021. First, work from home. Obviously, most professional services, non-essential businesses have figured out how to do this stuff from home, and employees have gotten used to it. In many roles, productivity has increased by as much as 25%. Productivity, of course, is defined as the amount of output for the amount of input. So people's amount of calls answered, satisfactory responses, number of items that don't need rework, stuff like that, that people can do from home has actually been more satisfactory than the prior years. So work from home is here to stay for many businesses. It's more effective. Employees prefer it. It's a great recruiting tool. It's awesome. A lot of those trends from 2020 are going to continue into 2021, but I do want to throw out one that has a change that is really brought, has been brought to light by the pandemic that I hope sticks around. And that is the understanding and the proof that uh, from many of our business owners and clients and prospects that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Hey, I'm Tim Spiker, the author of The Only Leaders Worth Following. And I have a few thoughts to share with you about what I see coming forward in 2021. And I, I got to be honest, none of it is rocket science, but I do think that it's all really important. So I think something that we saw in 2020, quite obviously, is people working from home. But I believe that that virtual interaction is going to be adopted more and more and more. We'll want to get back to having meetings in person, but I think the virtual meeting, the screen-to-screen -screen interaction is going to be substituted for a lot of the expense and time that we previously put into travel. So I don't think this idea of needing to connect relationally through a screen is going to go away anytime soon. I think it's going to become very normal, and the travel part of work is going to become, yes, back into reality, but still much rarer than it used to be. And so I rather like that. I think it's a way for us to be more efficient. 
Now, the final thing I want to mention about 2021 that has always been important, but 2020 really highlighted it in a unique way is mental health. It is so important that we take care of ourselves as leaders. It is not selfish to put your oxygen mask on first. That is preparing you to give. That is preparing you to lead and lead well with all of the energy that you need then to give away, to share with others. And so this idea of how we care for ourselves mentally and emotionally, how do we prioritize the time? I've talked with some leaders who'll do 12 hours of meetings on a screen without taking a break. That's crazy. There's no way that the people at the end of that day are getting the very best of you. And so simple things like moving your body (laughs) in the midst of the day when you're connected to a screen is important. We need to prioritize that. We we need to prioritize centering and breathing and all the types of things. And, And I'm talking about breathing exercises. We're in the mindfulness space. We need to prioritize those things because then we as leaders have a better gift to give to the rest of the world. So for 2021, again, here no rocket science, but virtual meetings, even when we can travel freely, virtual meetings are gonna be much more the norm than they used to be. They save time, lots of time and lots of money in travel. Those are going to be a part of life. We as leaders need to be able to leverage this technology to truly connect with others. We need to be able to, to be real and authentic and see people, not a screen. And then finally, we need to prioritize our mental health in the midst of all of it. I hope you have a great 2021 and that you're able to leverage who you are to be the very best leader you can be for the sake of others. Thanks. Hi, Mike Raven here from AQAI and sharing my predictions for 2021. And I think first off, I think we'll continue to see employee well-being go higher on the agenda inside organizations of all sizes and also higher on the agenda of the employee themselves, which is great to see. And I think it's needed as we enter this uh, phasing out, hopefully, of um, the pandemic crisis and we may face one of resilience and anxiety and, and mental health. In the next, we may see some form of employee credits maybe to be used towards their own well-being and their own development, perhaps to self-serve career growth. Um, of course, we've seen a massive increase, um, a mandatory increase in remote working. And I think we'll see that continue um, to huge levels, probably into the third or fourth quarter next year, but then towards the end of the year, see that perhaps reduce again as more people get back to the office and the flexible working becomes much more commonplace, just like Google have put in place. Um, I think, well, I hope that we'll see the climate emergency um, become even higher on the agenda inside Again, organisations and leaders of all size, um, perhaps linked to um, corporate investment and um, the the startup space as well. I think we'll see a continuing surge of that 
coupled with um, the adoption of new technology at a much faster rate, um, which will mean we'll need to support the learning and the adaptability of you know, every level inside organisations and have to be considered at the education level as well for our kids. So I think on all of that, we're going to see and hopefully adaptability on the agenda from investors, chairmen, CEOs, all the way down to interns, and hopefully those who are just starting their lifelong learning mission. It's always been an important mission of ours to get AQ and adaptability onto the curriculum at an early age. All of that is linked to one thing, which is for all of us, a stronger connection and relationship with our future selves and with future generations. We can form a relationship and dialogue with the future, then we're going to make the present much more sustainable and, and hopefully increase that optimism and hope throughout the whole education and business landscape. So one is, I, I use a quote from uh, Robert Byrne, an author, for those who aren't familiar with him, he was an author, he was actually an American chess master uh, in the 50s and 60s. Spell Byrne for us. B-Y-R-N-E. Okay, thanks. And his quote, it, and it's starting to show up everywhere, <laughs> is, everything is, a, in, everything is in a state of flux including the status quo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and I think that sort of sums up 2020, it's pro and it's going to continue to 2021, and, and maybe for the rest of our lives. Well, that's, that's, you know what that is. That's a restatement of Rene Descartes from the 1600s, when uh, he said the only <laughs> thing constant is change, right? Well, it goes back even further than that. <laughs> I forget the, uh, the uh, Greek, Greek philosopher. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Hercules, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, it continues to go back. So no, absolutely. So the three trends. Uh, one is that uncertainty, uncertainty, if I could speak, uncertainty will continue, but growth and innovation is going to grow exponentially. So that seems contradictory, uh, but it's not. Uh, no. Just last, and this is the latest statistic, maybe a new one will come out by the time this even broadcasts is that there was a 12% increase in the start of new businesses over the same period in the first nine months compared to the year before. If you took the first nine months of 2020 and compare it to 2019, 12% uh, increase in new businesses. Now that's by, F that's by federal ID filings and so forth. Sure. But, but beyond that is when they looked at some of those that those businesses weren't just a home-based business that filed for it. Those were businesses that filed for a, that employed new people. Hmm, that good. gets lost in the headlines. There's going to be, a, there's a lot of uncertainty, but we're also going to see growth, innovation, and as many, many economists are predicting, including our Alan Ballou, uh, we're going to grow. So that's a positive news. Um, also, in light with that, uh, there are some people who have the opportunity to save. Savings is at a higher rate. It's, 
than it was in 1960 to the first nine months of this year. So people wow. say, uh, maybe we changed our habits. Now, well, when you can't go out to eat, when you can't get on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, we can, I, I can go down that rabbit hole with you because, because basically the amount of, we real, realized the amount of money that we were spending and we haven't done this year on travel, going out to eat, going to the movies and yeah. whatever else. So it's substantial, but that's significant because our rate was the highest it ever was, was 11%. It had dropped down to five, six, 7% recently. Mm -hmm back up to 13 point something percent. So that's a positive. So again, people have money to spend. So we, we will come back and invest. Uh, the second one, so uncertainty is gonna be number one. You mentioned this briefly. Uh, we have two economies. We have two, in 2021, we're gonna have two economies that collide. We need to figure out a way to help them converge. We have Main Street and we have Wall Street and they are going in different paths. The result of that has been a much more activist role, a lot of more conversations about social justice. That's Main Street, Wall Street to some degree, but pay equity, gender equity, race equity, those conversations have been to the forefront. And I do see those continuing, whether they, we will make as much headway, as much progress as we would like, that remains to be seen but we will make progress and those will stay on the forefront. Education is also uh, another one. The, the poor, uh, the low socioeconomic have been hurt much more significantly from education or a lack of education from the K through 12, but also those who need, were in college or were taking advanced education, those people have been hurt. And the vulnerability of our education system was also brought to the forefront. So again, it's gonna take an initiative, it's gonna take some money and resources, uh, but it's gonna take a focus on that to make that happen. But the, my trend is I see two economies colliding and hopefully through our conversations and, and many other things that we will help, we will help sh shift that path and help them converge. Okay, and your third one? The third one, the third one is, is about opportunity. And I, I sort of gave that away a little earlier. Uh, we we're there's going to be abundant opportunity for people they're already people are already seeing that they're starting businesses there there is there is a positive outlook by part of the population we need to spread that uh ultimately we need to teach people how to be more comfortable with it um to become comfortable with uncertainty and complexity and you know there's that term out there that become anti-fragile that we learn from 2020 and become stronger. We don't just bounce back, we don't go back to normal, but we bounce forward and we ultimately become stronger for that. So become a little bit more courageous with un and, and comfortable with uncertainty and uh, get that confidence that it, and by doing so means it's okay to make a mistake. Um, if, if you try something and it doesn't work, uh, try again, and and hopefully we'll become a little bit kinder and more gracious uh, to that. Final is, um, and I've talked about this on a couple other interviews, uh, is about that we've become a lot more transparent and authentic. Now, we're good or bad, because some people are willing to say anything and do anything. Some of but, us have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we've also got more uncomfortable. I, I think the fact that we became human beings, uh, we shared with many people 
um, our kids and our grandkids and we showed inside our homes uh, because we've been on Zoom. I mean, we had to. And although you're seeing a backdrop here, uh, there are you know many of the people that I met for the first time. They they I've known them for years. Uh, sometimes clients for ten and fifteen years that we always either pick up the phone or exchange things by email. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, we you know I was welcomed into my home. They were welcomed into theirs virtually, of course. Uh, right. But uh, that 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 allowed it sort of took down that facade that when if we're working from home, we have to be perfect. We have to be business oriented and that we became less human by doing that. And that was incredibly uncomfortable for people to do it. Uh, but that transparency, not that authenticity, um, when the child walks into the room, the grandchild walks into the room when the phone rings, when something happens, it doesn't when mean the, when the cat shows up in the in the frame. Right. And, mean- and it what it does is it breaks down the barriers, doesn't it? It does. It, it, we became more human. Exactly. Yeah. Great. And so I hope that continues. I, I hope that humanness continues. And that sort of gets lost when people say they want to go back to the way it was. Um, I'm not sure that was so good. I mean, again, keep personal, the lines between personal and business. Uh, there is a line there that it becomes too intrusive, but some easy things just to see that you're a human being and that, hey, I didn't know you owned a cat or a dog or, you know, had children at home or what that was like, or, you know, I love that painting on the wall or, you know, boy, I see a book back there that that looks interesting. Um, that became the conversation. We never, ever had those because we lived in this sterile environment. So I see transparency and authenticity. Hopefully that continues and grows, but we learn how to put some guardrails on it at times. <laughs> so. When we need to, right? Absolutely. Right. Um, The most important thing for all of us for the next year until the immune response of of our society gets to a level is to please keep wearing a mask. Please keep keep physically distant from others. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. And we will get back to normal. Uh, to a to a new normal, a new normal, normal two point I like to say a new wave of normal is going to continue to continue to change over time. But please be safe, be healthy. Uh, we'll get back there. Our life will be different, but it can be better. And hopefully, we gave you some trends and some ideas and some topics. Um, please come back in twenty twenty one. Uh, we're going to be kicking out. We've got it. We have great speakers. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to make that happen, how to embrace opportunity and change the right way, uh, how to become anti-fragile. And as I always sign off, when the shift hits your plan, it should be the shift will hit your plan. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Happy New Year. We welcome you back in 2021. See you next year. Bye.